This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello and welcome back to Off the Water. I'm your host, JP. Happy New Year, everybody. We left 2020 behind. We're into 2021. And we can only hope for better prospects for this year. I know I'm looking forward to doing a lot more traveling and getting back out there to give you guys the best uh, opportunity to find stuff to do off the water. I hope you guys all have a great year. And if you had a great 2020, awesome. A lot of us sure didn't. But that's in the past. We're going to dive right into the new episode of the new year. Today, we're going to be going up to the northwest area of the United States, Washington to be specific. And I have no other than Mr. Chase Odin. What's going on, brother? What's up, JP? How are you, man? Good. Yourself? Doing, doing as well as I can be. Hey, 2021, we're finally kicking it off, right? Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> About time. I, I'm happy that we're here. So, yeah. Chase, why don't you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, uh, what you're fishing about, and just kind of give us, let everybody know what you did, who Ch Mr. Chase Odin is. You bet. Uh, so, I live in Washington. I actually live on the west side of Washington, so right around the Puget Sound area where the freshwater lakes never freeze year-round. Aren't <laughs> so, you lucky? <laughs> yeah, it's that's so that's pretty awesome. Uh, funny story about that. I actually reached out to some of the guys at KBF and was like, hey, why aren't we doing tournaments in Washington year-round? Like, why aren't we kicking it off in January or February like the other states? And they're like... Dude, half the state's frozen. I was like, all right, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I was like, make, make those other guys come over here. Um, right. So, yeah, no, that, that part's awesome. But, yeah, I live right on the Puget Sound, west side of uh, Washington. Currently, I'm a sergeant in the United States Army, active duty. I'm stationed at Joint Base Lewis-McChord. Happily married. Uh, going on six, 
seven years. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm going to have seven coming up in June. And I got a six-year-old who will be seven in November. So do the math. Um, but everything is everything is well and well on this side of the country, man. Uh, that's pretty much it. I started fishing when I was really little, you know, like everyone else, grandpa, dad, uh, mm-hmm. fish. Fished pretty much anything freshwater growing up, uh, running ditty poles and trout lines on the Cedar River in Iowa, and I absolutely loved it. And then I, I finally got up to college, and my brother introduced me to bass fishing, and that led into um, the FLW Cod Series. So Nice. Founded, yeah, it was amazing, man. Uh, we founded the team at Northern Illinois University, and I was able to fish on that team my junior and senior year. Um, while I was going to school there. So I was able to I'll fish. fish like, yeah, like real FLW college events. So that that was absolutely incredible. And that really, that was when I caught the bug. And you know <laughs> the bug I'm talking about. Oh, that the bug. I know that bug. Fishing bug. Like every video you have to watch, every article you have to read, every discussion board you have to preen over every single word. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's when I caught the bug. Uh, I graduated from college. My grades went really far down that junior and senior year, but I still made it out. I was a lot more worried about catching fish. And um, moved around a little bit, back to Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa. Uh, Met my wife in Wisconsin and joined the military almost six years ago, coming up on my six-year anniversary here shortly. So then we got stationed out here in Washington and the rest is history. Bought a house out here, live right next to two lakes. I can literally throw a rock from this window right now and, and hit, hit a body of water. So I like that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the reasons we move out the house, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that's pretty much it. I, I started kayak bass fishing, um, late 2018, really in the beginning of 2019. And then 2020 seems to be my rookie year. Is what there you go. people. So that's, I, I guess that's kind of the, the trend I'm on. I wish I would have known it was my rookie year. I would have done a lot more tournaments. You only get one of those. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, um, man, that's, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Awesome. Well, thank you for your service to this country. Uh, thank you for, you know, and it's a huge sacrifice to have, you know, and a lot of listeners are, are military. So having that sacrifice to continue your career in the military and raise a family together. Uh, it's huge, so it doesn't go unnoticed. So thank you. Thank you for your support. Now, uh, you've been having a pretty big social media blast going on right now, coming off the uh, national championship uh, down in Alabama. Want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Um, that was a that was quite an adventure, and I wanted to make sure that I I got as much as I could on film. And the, the intent the entire time was to, to put it into a format that was digestible and tell a story about my journey to Lake Gunnersville and back for the 2020 Kayak Bass Fishing National Championship. Um, I just was kind of late on the game of editing and publishing. I had about 50 hours plus of film to go through and then another probably 200 or 300 pictures that I took. So I had to get that all comprised down into <laughs> you know a 15 20 minute video that people would want, want to stick around for so i did all that and then i got it published on my channel chase Dean fishing check it out if you guys are bored 
or just want to see some cool stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been blowing up, man. It's been less than a week up and it's got, for me, it's been blowing up for my channel. It's been up for less than a week and I think it's over 450 views right in there. And, um, I couldn't be more excited. Awesome comments too. get a lot of positive yeah. feedback. And that's really, that's one of the best things about YouTube is, you know, you get that feedback and you get to have a conversation with a guy who fished that same exact spot um, when he was down there and, and, you know, he wanted to tell you what he caught and then you guys are talking to each other on the <laughs> side. It's so cool. Yeah, you know, and I, I envy because I did qualify, but unfortunately, and you know this just as well as anybody else, um, due to the COVID restrictions, uh, the city of Chicago and by all free reign, I will I will freely speak my mind about this, but the city of Chicago uh, implemented a travel ban, which and it it doesn't it doesn't it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense because you you can't enforce it to the people who live in the city of Chicago. But guess what? If you work for the city of Chicago and someone tags you in something, that's a rabbit hole that a lot of people are going down that you don't want to go down. Oh yeah, because now. The, it, now you're 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 getting in trouble based upon technicalities, and I you know that was the decision of do I go or again, like I always tell people, don't mess with my money. <laughs> and if, if something were to happen that messed with my money, yeah, it ain't happening. So uh, I do have all intentions on going down to Bozer City. Uh, I've already qualified for 2021 national championship, so hopefully and. I'm already uh, I'm already in uh, phase one of my vaccination, so phase two should be coming in the next couple weeks here. So there you I'll go, have all awesome. your vaccinations. So there, there ain't no reason for me not to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to uh, I had to do some gentle maneuvering to get down mm -hmm. there, um, but it worked out. You know, I, I got the thumbs up from everyone that I needed to appropriately. So I, I got I got down there safe and sound. Actually, the the oh man, the the way that I got down there is crazy. Um, so I tell two thousand five hundred miles in a two thousand nine Dodge Journey with a hundred and sixty thousand miles on it from Washington to Lake Gunnersville. <laughs> That's amateur stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, well, okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll kick it up a notch for you. I did not pay for a single hotel. Nice. Yep. So I slept in the journey all the way to the Midwest. Um, okay. Actually, I, I have family right around Chicago, Wilmington area, Joliet right in there. And we, that's how our connection came about. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's right. So uh, I was able to take a pit stop in the Midwest and sleep in a bed. It was amazing, <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, funds, funds were not a plenty. I couldn't afford to stay at a hotel every night. So no. I made the drive as quickly as I could safely, safely yep. as I could. Um, but I got down there in, I'll say less than three days. I'll say nice. it's between two and three days. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Especially the route you take. I mean, I've been out West. I've been to Wyoming, Montana, that North well, what would be northeast section of Idaho? So going there from the mid, you know, going back towards Chicago, that really, and especially if you're coming, if you're taking like I eighty, 
into Wyoming and then going north into like the Tetons, it it looks easy on a map because they don't show you the elevation change and the mountains you have to go around or that, you know, there's switchbacks driving every way and you're carrying a heavy load. <laughs> it was nuts. I mean, it was yeah. absolutely nuts. Um, before I left, I, I used, you know, what funds I had left in the fishing account, dad's account, you know, to uh, <laughs> put as much money as I could into the car to make it as safe as I could to get me there. Um, which did not include fixing the heat. So I had no heat in October going to uh, and from. Oh yeah. No, it was, it was nuts, man. <laughs> uh, but I had four new wheels um, and a new battery, you know, everything, like all the checks in the box of like, Hey, you're going to be good to go. So I got all that taken care of and man, nobody, nobody warns you about Montana, you know, <laughs> nobody warns you about Montana. but driving East to West, Montana in October, late October. That's mm-hmm. nuts. That's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I guess it'd probably be similar to Texas. I know Texas is a lot bigger, but East to West, I mean, Montana was like, I can't believe I'm still going through Montana of the three days, less than three days. It took me to get to Alabama. I spent a solid day driving in Montana. Oh yeah. It's like groundhog day. <laughs> I, I remember I remember when we when we were in we did an RV trip out there. It was me and four buddies, and you know we're we're driving, and there's nothing. It's like it's like purgatory. It just it's never ending. It just keeps going and going and going. You're like, how far is ninety from here? (laughs) We still got about three hundred miles. You're like, crap. (laughs) You think you think no way? Like you just not. It's not right. a thing, but no, it, it exists. Montana is a real state. Um, I guess I, I, I guess it's still there after I left it. I didn't feel like it was because once I drove out of there, I was like, oh, I've never, that's never going to happen again. I'll go straight south. I'll go to California next time. I don't care. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And you know what? And that's, that's, you know, kind of the whole point of the show is to live for the adventure, man. I mean, it, it's one thing to go fishing down there, but do you, how'd you get there, and what happened to make you to make you get there? That's a whole nother. It's a whole nother story in itself. Yes, yeah, no, it absolutely is. And and in my in my YouTube video that I published um, for the event, that was one of the things that I tried to really incorporate into the video. Was it not? It wasn't just like me using these techniques, fishing these spots. No, it was about like, hey, I drove this far in this car, you know, with with not a trailer towing my feel free kayak, <laughs> but it was on the roof. It was on the roof rack. Yeah. And I don't know if you you've ever lifted up a lure V two, you know, eleven five, but those aren't very light <laughs> by themselves. So oh man, very I got stable, but not very light. I um, got myself at an old town. T- um, the old town sportsman uh, AP, and that's a hundred pounds, just the boat itself. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's where we're about at too. Yeah, you know, I was so I was sketched out um, sleeping on the the rest stops because, like, as as you're trying to fall asleep and cars are coming around like a turn or a bend or whatever, and they have their brights on, and you're kind of pulled off to the side. I don't know. It just, it was, it, it was a little nerve wracking to be honest, especially when you're on those mountains and it was rest off and you absolutely had to sleep and you're just looking around and you're like, 
oh, there's a weird cargo van. There's three semis and there's a nine Camaro. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> you know what, Chase? I'm going to, for everyone who's watching on YouTube, we're going to go ahead and play a quick segment from your uh, from your video just to highlight uh, some of the uh, highlight some of the reels that are inside of there. So we'll give them a quick little preview of this. So give me one second. We're going to share this screen. Uh, Chrome tab. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There we go. So just sharing a little bit of that, you could see, you know, the car with the, with your, with your kayak on top of it. I mean, just it, setting the table to make a, to make that trip across country like that. I mean, it, it takes some cojones, man. It, it takes some balls to do, man, especially if you're going solo, you know? Yeah, my dad thought I was crazy, like <laughs> legitimately crazy. I, I, I must have got a call from him every couple hours. Hey, man, you all right? You doing okay? Like, how you doing? You okay? You're in any trouble? I'm like, no, dad, I'm fine. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I, I had my heart set on 2020, man. Like, I, I called it the beginning of the year uh, right around March. I actually did a, a different podcast interview and I, and I called it, you know, I said, Hey, I just won, uh, I think it was the March 2020 state challenge for Washington and I won it. And, um, yeah, man, I, I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go do this. And I wrote it on my, I have this weird thing. I write my goals on my mirror in my bathroom. I know it sounds mm -hmm. like a crazy person thing. Um, but one of my goals uh, <laughs> was to not only qualify, but place top 100 in the kayak bass fishing national championship in order to do that. Number one, you have to afford to go. Uh, yep. <laughs> and, and number two, you got to make it down there, you know, and number two, you got to qualify. So, I mean, that, that had a lot packed into it, but every day, man, I'd wake up and I'd see that and just be like, all right, let's go. <laughs> let's go. How am I going to get there today? What am I going to do next? So. 
yeah, I, I, I wanted 2020 to be big and it was, it was, um, wanted it to be bigger, but you know what though, you gotta take things in stride. You know, you have so much, and let me ask you this. What did you learn from 2020 and what did you learn from, from competing in this year going into 2021? Well, um, a lot of that's on that YouTube video, actually. Yep. But as a whole, let's see. Let's let's go insofar as kayak bass fishing. Oh, fish more live events. Not the not the challenges. Not the online stuff. Fish live events. If you want to be a better angler, put yourself mm-hmm. on a lake with other anglers and fish those live events. Absolutely. In fact, in fact save the entry fee for three or four months, you know, whatever, you, you might not have to, I don't know whosever situation it is, but, you know, save that entry fee and put that towards a live event that you have to travel an extra few hours for and go fish that because that'll make you a better fisherman, guaranteed. Um, so yeah, that, absolutely. Was big, that was a big one. That was a big one. Um, another one was when you, when you get that opportunity, you know, don't, don't lose yourself in the, in the, in the moment. I'm, I'm a pretty excitable guy. I get jacked up about stuff. I get pretty determined. Mm-hmm. Um, and that carries over on the water. But, you know, the fish don't need a jacked up guy. <laughs> the guy <laughs> trying to get them in there. You know what I mean? They don't need that. They need, you know, sometimes you got to fish a lot slower. It's like, I think one of, one of KBD's quotes that I always remember is, you know, if you're, if you're not catching them, you're fishing too fast, slow down. And mm-hmm. then dot, dot, dot. Trust me, you're still fishing too fast. Slow down. Absolutely, and you know, with I, I, being in the fire service and you're and you're in the military, you know, you know the number one thing that you're always taught. All right, slow and methodical. The minute you start picking up pace, you start wanting to get a little revved up. You're going to make a mistake. Hundred percent. You, you have to – and it's the same thing with tournament fishing. I just did an article for Firehouse Magazine, and one of the things that, you know, yes, this is a stress reliever, but at the same time, I, I still have that competitive edge to me. I want to get out there. I want to I do the best I can. But you got to remember two things. It's just fishing, number one. And number two, there are more mistakes made when you are when your mind is cluttered and you are flustered than there are when you're trying to go 100 miles per hour, slow and steady, man. You, you, you once that, and then once you get that tug, you don't want that tug to go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that that becomes a real thing, and then you're yep. chasing, you're chasing the bite, you know. You, yep, absolutely. The only, the only person you're competing with on the water truly is yourself. It's the six inches between mm-hmm. your knees. You know, if you can, if you can beat that guy, if you can, if you can, you know, stay back those demons, whatever it is you're fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna have a great day on the water, whether you catch fish or not. You're gonna have a great day on the water. That's another yep. big lesson. 2020 lesson right there is um, <laughs> a lot of the things that I refuse to continuously learn in my life. Um, fishing out of a kayak competitively is making me learn. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? And to your point, I did the. Uh, so it was 2019. I was in Lacrosse, Wisconsin. It was for the Trail Series Championship. I love Lacrosse. I mean, the big sticks were there, man. I mean, Jamie Dennison, Barry Davis, Brad Case, um, you name them, they were there. Jackson Orr. uh, I mean, everyone was there. 
And I was getting, you know, I was alongside these guys and I bombed. I first day I, I, I came up with a goose egg, did all right pre-fishing, but that one day they weren't there. Now, if this was an FLW event where they were based upon weight day two, that would have been a muddy bag. However, these bass were smaller in size, but they were, they had girth. They were chunky. They were two or three pounders just, but they didn't have the length they needed. And I wound up uh, with my three that I caught second to last place. But guess what? I still had a blast. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and you, and at that point where you know it's okay, I'm lower down here. Have fun, have fun with it. Go, you know what? You're you're with the best of the best. Guess what? It, there's still a roster that needs to be filled. There's still going to be a first spot. There's going to be a last spot. Everyone who's ever competed will somewhere along the lines fall everywhere in between there. So guess what? I that's where I wound up for that event. So be it. I had a blast though fishing it. Absolutely, man. No, that's a, that's hundred percent right. And it was the same thing with me and the national championship this year. Uh, kind of the same story. Um, I only had about a day and a half to pre-fish and I never found a pattern, but I went out there and I was just, I was trying frantically to, to, to catch a fish, you know, and I just, I was like striking out, striking out, striking out. So I'd, I'd pedal harder and I'd go somewhere else and I travel another mile and another mile. So this sounds unbelievable the first day of practice that i had which was my only full day i paddled nine and a half miles <laughs> you can't That's do much fishing so this is what my dad said you can't do much fishing when you're paddling almost 10 miles can you chase i was like yep yeah, that's fair that's fair <laughs> but i came out of day one um with two fish that were 12 and a half inches. Now I caught, I caught seven total that day, but um, there's like tens, 11s, mm-hmm. I had 11, five, you know, and if I would have just caught those five 12 inch fish, I, I would have made it into the top 100 because my second day was incredible. I mean, that was, that's easily mm-hmm. the best day of tournament fishing I've ever had was my second day of the kayak bass fishing national championship hands down good yeah it, it made the entire trip worth it it was it was amazing <laughs> awesome um you know and, and again congratulations you you went and again the way we kind of compared it you went up against the best of the best you went and you you gave a swing and you gave your best effort guess what it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to go out there. It takes a lot to, you know, not be intimidated by what's going, or at least not show that you're intimidated by, you know, the big players in the game. And you you made it out there, and you had a blast. What more are you going to ask for? Not much, you know, like no. that, and that's pretty much it too. You go from a twenty-five inch day day one and Mm -hmm. day two you have over 86 inches yep like what (laughs) i mean what do you say to that you know you say that was the best day of fish of my life and every mile traveled was worth it every penny i saved to be here was worth it um absolutely 
you know, and that's, and, and that was one of those, one of those moments where I just let that soak in for a while. Um, and you can tell if you watch the YouTube video, I'm pretty jacked up. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I've watched it. Start, start, yeah, start, I, I, start singing like a canary. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't want to play the whole video. We'll, we'll, we'll let our, we'll let the viewers and listeners go ahead and check out your YouTube page and uh, they can watch for themselves. They got a little clip, but, uh, for sure, for yeah, sure. They, they can watch for themselves and you know like i said you know you like I said, it, and again part of it too is the adventure leading up to there as well so awesome coming off and, and you know what you did a really good production of the video i i like the way you produced it you took the time and effort to put everything together so good job on that man thank you that cheers buddy cheers cheers Oh, a lot of hours right. into that. I appreciate it. No problem. All right. So we're, we've been to Alabama. Let's come back to Washington, man. I have pretty much no clue as to what good fishing, especially bass fishing, uh, is out in western Washington. So you want to give us some enlightenment? I'd love to. Um... All right. So if you want, if you want good bass fishing, um, you're going to target smallmouth. That's just the way okay. it is. Um, if, if you really, really want to get that, like, Hey, I'm bass fishing experience. It's going to be smallies. Now there's some smaller freshwater lakes around here that produce some really big fish, uh, silver Lake that's South of me, uh, about an hour and a half. I think that's the, where the state record is, and it was over 10 pounds for a largemouth. So we got big ones out wow. here. Yeah, okay. yeah we, got, we got big ones out here, which is nice. But hand over foot, if you Google, you know, Washington bass fishing, um, there's a few lakes that are going to come up on the west side. Really only two. Um, and it's going to be Washington Lake, which is basically in Seattle. And it produces monster smallies consistently. And then Lake Taps, which is a smaller lake east of Seattle, um, which also just produces fantastic smallmouth bass. Um, that's the, I mean, I really learned how to fish for smallmouth once I came out to Washington. I used to live in the Midwest. You know, it was largemouth all the time. Once in a while, I'd go up to Wisconsin, catch some smallies at Sturgeon Bay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, 100% smallmouth bass fishing is where it's at out here. Absolutely. But I mean, you can tell you, you can tell we don't have a larger population of, of bigger bass. You can tell. Uh, look at that the tour events that are out here in the state of Washington. There's none. Right, and right? no, there, For anything, there's a, there's a, like it doesn't matter. There, there there's not there's no there's no events that are, are that are out here, and that's because our state doesn't consistently produce you know big bass. Now you guys you guys are more of a trout salmon uh kind of lake than you are bass correct 100 percent. yep okay. it's all about the trout and salmon now give me one second here i i'm a, i'm curious and i'm gonna pull this up um in our in our feed right now so the largemouth bass and this is coming from the seattle times and this was only a couple of years ago this gentleman broke the record uh, for the state record. I'm going to share this right now. Give me one second. And just so that way we can see that 
He ain't no punk. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, hold on. Let, let's. Well, where's that at? Is that Silver Lake? What lake is that? I'll I'll let you know right now. Okay, hang on. I'm sharing the wrong screen here. Let's go to the other one. Stop. Sorry, I had to Google it and then it opened up another window. There we go. There it is. He was caught Bosworth. Lake Bosworth, does that make sense? Doesn't ring a bell. I'm gonna guess that's up north, maybe. North, okay. North of Seattle. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's in the Seattle area. I'm not too familiar with the lake, but um, yeah, he said this guy's from Bothell, so and he caught the new state record at uh, Lake Bosworth in. Correct me if I'm wrong. Snowmish. Does that does that ring a bell? Snowmish. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, there that's Washington largemouth right there. That's uh yeah. no, he ain't no punk. We got him out here. We, <laughs> out here. we do hundred percent. We have big bass out here. We just okay, here's the difference between us and you know Alabama. We don't have a lot of big bass, but right. we have big bass. We just have they, a much, much lower population density of quality fish. But they're here. Well, if he could if he can find them. I think you can find them too. And I think you can get your picture up on the paper as well. I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> now you, you were saying smallies, the big thing to chase after out here. Uh, what about, what's the average size smallmouth going uh, around in your area? Mm, I don't want to say anything now. Cause I feel like you're going to Google me. It's um, <laughs> like a trap. So the average, I will say average would be, so, like, everyone fishing, catching smallmouth bass. I'm going to say two and a half pounds. Average? Average. Get out of here. I don't know, man. Try. <laughs> now, that's awesome. All right, so we're going to we're gonna prove again that Washington State ain't no punk. All right, no, here we go. Washington State ain't no punk. <laughs> All right, hold on. Get this one up right now. So... And this makes the cover for um, for uh, Catch Company. So, shout out to Catch Company. Nice. All right. So this is the state record smallmouth, uh, and it made the picture. So boom. That's oh, gonna be a chunk. There he is. Nice. So, Washington, Washington State, ain't no punk. So everyone. Guys, get out there and uh, start. You know, if, if Chase can chase the bass, we can chase the bass too out there. Yep, it just it just takes a lot of determination sometimes, but you'll find them. My um, my biggest smallmouth was in February of 2020. Oh, was, look another another 2020 uh, hit. Oh yeah, no. I like I said, tw I spent a lot of time on the water in 2020, man. I spent a lot of time, probably more than I should have. Um, yeah, I used all my leave days. No, uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, let's see, how long was that fish? It was a chunk. Weighed 5.74 pounds. Woo! I caught it in American Lake on okay. a spinnerbait in February. Nice. Yep, and I, I think it was over 19 inches because 
I think his smallie was, I think it was over 19, almost 20 inches. And then my biggest largemouth was Lake Gunnersville, Alabama. It was the uh, second day of the national championship, 22 inches. So, <laughs> but yeah, man, smallies, smallies are huge up in Washington, especially the west side of the state. Absolutely. The east side, you have uh, Moses Lake, potholes, a uh, lot, lot bigger fisheries that, that people know, probably a little bit more so than the west side because potholes is famous for having giant bass, largemouth, some smallies. So let's talk a little bit about fishing in that western area. So you said this is the area that, that doesn't really freeze over uh, too often or if, if never. How does the how do fishing patterns play out in that part of the state versus like you know and you're you're from the Midwest so right now we're we're in ice season so we we got ice right now you know everyone's ice fishing once the ice breaks and you know coming up is the spawn you know you got the pre spawn so on and so forth when does that start for you guys if you guys don't have any ice and your temperatures are hovering relatively warmer than most places. Man, I don't know where to start with this story. Um, <laughs> oh boy! All right. To answer your first question, it depends on how deep the water is. Okay. Um, because if you're in one of the smaller lakes around my area that only get 15, 20 feet deep, you can fish some really cool stuff. Great example is a slow sinking glide bait. You can catch bass on that year round in Western Washington. I promise. It sounds crazy, <laughs> but. You can fish that just as slow as you can, you can fish, fish, sorry, anything else. Um, it's, it's an awesome bait, but anyways, in the bigger bodies of water, basically you'll see the smallies kind of herd up is what they'll do. And they'll stage off their points, but it'll just depend on the time of day where they're going to be at on or off that point. But they definitely, they definitely dig down deep for sure. Um, and obviously finesse techniques using drop shots drop shot. or downsizing your baits. Drop shot, hundred percent. Drop shot. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's cool. that's that's the way to that's the way to catch them out here. But anyways, all right, little sidebar real quick. So this last spring, we had uh, a lockout where we couldn't fish in the state of Washington. It made national news. It was a big deal. Yeah. You couldn't fish, but you could still be on the water. So what I did was I would swim around American Lake, which used to be right next to my house. And I would put my GoPro on and put it underneath the water I'd hit the record button. And then I'd swim to the top and swim away and let it record for an hour to see mm. if I could find beds and watch bass underneath the water. Nice. Yeah. I, I, pretty, I did the same crazy. thing as a kid snorkeling. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty crazy. Uh, but well worth it because I, I found out exactly, you know, where they spawn, when they spawn during a certain time of year and all that stuff. And I can say, I can say safely on American Lake in Washington, the spawn starts at the end of April, beginning of May. I can say that with okay. absolute confidence because I've watched it happen with my so you're You're right around the same time. I mean, we're a little bit later than that. The, you know, depending it all depends really how like this year, for example, our largemouth spawn was right at that time, end of April, beginning of May. Um, and it, it, you know, when it happened, it was instantaneously. I mean, we had some crazy weather patterns come through our area 
and that threw a lot of stuff off. But so you know, relatively speaking, you guys are somewhat on the same. You guys, you guys are probably a little earlier than us, but relatively around the same time as us. You know, here in the Midwest. But th- I mean, that's crazy though that you know nothing freezes out that way. It means like I don't have to ice fish to fish year round. I love it. Yeah. Now, how how cold do, do your water temps normally get around this time? They get pretty cold. Um, obviously, not freezing temperature. Right. Right next to it. I mean, just right, right next to it. I mean, just a couple degrees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and when you get that with the rain and the wind, this time of year, it's not very much fun to go out there and go fishing. <laughs> So, you know, obviously we're we're focusing on smallmouth and largemouth bass, but when I think of Washington in that area, I also think of the Columbia River and I think of the salmon and the trout. You got a lot of experience with that as well? I don't. Um I wish okay. I did. the 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 lake that I live on, Clear Lake, which is also open to the public. I'm like I said, a stone's throw away from it, which is great. I learned how to trout fish on this last year and actually taught my son, my six-year-old, how to trout fish. Just basically a Carolina rig and little bait balls. And he loved it, (laughs) and it's fun. It's fun, man. It's fun catching trout. You know, now have you hooked into – you guys got steelhead out that way, correct? Yes, we Yeah, I mean, hooking into a steelhead, that's fun. Those, That's a line screamer right there, too. And then, I, haven't, uh, I haven't dug too deep into that yet. I don't really have the setups for it. I could definitely yeah. see that happening in my future. But right now it's about improving, you know, my current setup, catching bass, getting better. Cool. And you know what? There's another fish that a lot of people chase after. I know they go out that way for it. Uh, sturgeon are dinosaur fish. You got pretty relevant within the area you're at. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, there's some lakes that are southeast of me that are, are really known for having big populations of sturgeon. Okay. Um, Lake Kapowson. Kapowson? I think that's how you say it. We got a bunch of crazy names out here. It's like northern <laughs> Wisconsin. Um, but yeah, so no, it's, it's definitely something I'm familiar with. Have I went out and purposely targeted uh, sturgeon? I can't say that I have. If I'm, if I'm getting on the water, I'm trying to catch bass and I'm trying to, to learn something every time. Cool. Um, any other waterways or uh, fishing that you want to mention about that area? Um, there's a there's there's one. No one's gonna know it, but okay. It's this little lake that's on post, and <laughs> it's called Lake Sequalichu. And man, once I figured out how to catch big old bass on that lake. I had a lot of fun after work every day for a long Game time. <laughs> there's, some, there's some giants in there, man. And it was it was literally 10 minutes from where I worked, five minutes from my house. I could launch the kayak in, uh, no motors. So it was small enough, no motors, big enough for a kayak to have to work for a while to get around the whole thing. And cool. I love that lake. If anyone ever comes and visits in Washington and they want to go fish Lake Sequatchew, I'll put you on some nice fish. Promise. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Open invitation. Awesome. Well, we're going to move into talking about everything that this podcast stands for, and it's off the water. (laughs) So if I'm coming to visit you and 
we want to go grab a bite to eat. Give me three places you're going to take me. Ooh. All right. Um, let's see. Yeah, putting me on the spot. Three places I'm going to take <laughs> you to eat. All right, all right. So um, I want to take you to – oh, Fru is a place called Frugal's. It's a burger joint. It's one of those little diner drive through areas. Okay. drive through park, and eat. They have these monster – Really good burgers. It's in Puyallup or Spanaway. I've only been there a few times, but it was a memorable experience. So that's cool. one for sure. Um, oh, Pacific Brewing Company in Tacoma is outstanding. And they have just bar food, but their beer is really good. So I'd take you there and definitely get you a beer for sure. Nice. Yeah. It'd be more than one. <laughs> that would. <laughs> uh, and you can buy the first round. This but of course, absolutely. You're, but you're my guest. just, I'm just making sure you know have yourself a coin ready, and then we'll see who buys the rest of the rounds. Oh, oh. Bring it on. bam! Let's do this. I got mine. Right, are we doing it right now? Can I get no? Up, can what I are you gonna do? <laughs> wait, wait. What are you gonna do? Ship me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I gotta go. I gotta get the coins from my shelf. No, um, <laughs> and then I'd say probably the last one would be the Spaghetti Factory. If you like Italian, um, okay. it's really good. That's also in Tacoma. But yeah, those are those are probably my top three. There's a lot more that I'm not even thinking of right now because you put me on the spot. And when I'm in <laughs> fish mode, I'm like, oh, I gotta go fishing. When's the next time I can head out? I'm not thinking about going out to eat. No, most definitely. Um, so you had mentioned one for the next question, but what uh, you said Pacifico, what other breweries do you guys have out there? Ooh, um, there's a ton in Tacoma. Okay. There is uh, Annihilation Brewing Company. They do like a lot of post-apocalyptic style brews and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty cool. cool. That's like their whole theme. Uh, inside the brewery, they have uh, bags and board games and all this stuff so that's really neat i like that a lot pacific brewing company like i said is really good Harmon's brewing company that's been around since the, like i think the early 1900s like mid-century okay. like something like that so they've been around for a while they're kind of a staple um pyramid brewing company that's in seattle dude this is washington <laughs> like hipster city yeah if you let me sit here with this pen long enough, I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with more than enough breweries. Thank you too, but you nice. better like IPAs. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> All right, cool. Because some some breweries just do that out here. It, it blew my mind. Um, so actually, so when you were back here in the Midwest, were you around for uh, Three Floyds? I was not Three Floyds. Yeah, so they, they're bigger now. Uh, they actually, because of everything going on, they shut down their uh, tap room, but they still do distribution. But when you mentioned the uh, when you mentioned the one brewery that was, uh, you know, post apocalyptic, uh, that's exactly how Three Floyds was. Uh, they actually have a beer called Zombie Dust. That's in that's in Chicago, right? Yeah, uh, Munster, yeah. Indiana. Yeah, yep. I, I've never I've never been there myself, uh, but. Obviously, I still have a lot of family and friends that live in Illinois, so 
Yeah. yeah, man. No, I've seen I've seen pictures of it and, and all that good stuff. Three Floyds. Yeah. Three Floyds. Yeah, it, it's cool, cool little joint, man. Um, so do you guys? So you know, down south, you know, you you have distilleries for harder liquor. Do you guys have distilleries or uh, places that make you know specialty uh, spirits out that way to check out? We do. We have we have a few of them. Um, I can't think of any off my head, but I've been there and I've I've, I've drank from <laughs> their well. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but I. I don't know. Let me think on that. I'll, I'll try to get back to you if something pops right. up. We'll shoot back on that. Now, you guys are Washington. Obviously, you're a little, little further north than Napa Valley. But uh, do you guys have any vineyards out that way? Oh, yeah. No, we got a bunch of vineyards, too. i tell you what. Um, if you like spirits, wine, beer, Washington would be a great place for you to spend okay. probably a solid two weeks. To really get a good Two feel weeks. for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, I don't know if that's in the travel budget. I got to ask Brian. <laughs> my, my uncle came up and visited, and he's a big beer drinker. Um, he's from Iowa. And we went to a different brewery every single day for, it was like a week and a half, almost two weeks, all all within 50 miles of where we were at on Joint Base Lewis McCord. That's awesome. No, it's insane. Between so we have Tacoma to the north of us, and mm -hmm. then Olympia to the south of us, and JBLM's right in the middle. So Olympia, you've got um, here we go. Fish Brewing Company is really good. Cool. Um, there's one I can't think of right now, but I really like the brewery and they have great food. And then Tacoma, you know, you have a ton there also. And then you've got a few in Spanaway, Puyola, and then you can go further south and go to Centralia and there's breweries down there, but you'd stay very busy for a long time. Hey, that's, that's great. And, you know, we were just talking about here, we, you know, that we can't wait for this COVID stuff to end because they have, um, they have a couple different trails going through the Midwest that have uh, stops at all the breweries. So, you know, that's something awesome to do. And, you know, it's crazy how the craft beer scene has blown up to what it is today. People fly to these areas, just like, you know, like you're saying, where within a 50 mile radius, there's a hundred breweries to go to. That's a Mecca for people. I don't, they stay in business too. No, it's yeah. crazy because you know, you, you have that micro brew and you, you get, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 people that literally show up there every single week and you have a business. That's it. That's what yeah. you need. Sell a few kegs to a bar and you're good to go. Absolutely. Um, so moving on from food and spirits, uh, you know, one big thing about Washington is the recreation that is out there, including hiking, camping, um, you know, you have national parks. Let's touch on those for a little bit. That's the one of the number one reasons why my wife and I bought a house here. And it's why we're probably going to stay here after I get out. We, we love to hike. Usually I've got a collapsible fishing pole in my, my rock, but <laughs> and really cool thing to do is waterfall chase. So ev everywhere out here, especially when you get around Mount Rainier, there are gorgeous waterfalls along the Wonderland Trail, um, the base of Mount Rainier. You don't have to go that far, but for a while, the first few summers that we were here, we would go see different waterfalls every single weekend. It was so cool, man. Loved it. Nice. Absolutely loved it. 
That's awesome. It, you know, people don't realize that, but especially where you're at, you're so you guys. So if I, without looking at a map, you guys are kind of within the foothills of of that uh, of the Rockies going up that way. That's leading up into Canada. So waterfalls, obviously, with the streams running through there, you're going to have a lot that that come down. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, correct? I got. I've got. I got to tell you about the 101 loop. Okay. So, so Washington, right? You've got like the main body of Washington. And then mm -hmm. you come in, this is the Puget Sound, right? And then you've got the peninsula right here. Yeah. You know, and there's a highway, Highway 101, that runs around the outside of the peninsula. And dude, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> waterfalls, breweries, wineries, uh, the ocean. Beaches, Cannon Beach, gorgeous, huge beaches, with giant rocks and, you know, stuff that you take family nice. pictures in front of with the wife and the kid and do it on Facebook. And, you know, that's yeah, yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah, the 101 loop, super cool. And there's always something to do. And it can be rainy and terrible and it's still beautiful and you enjoy it. I, I was going to say, uh, you know, for our, for our single listeners out there, uh, is it bikini weather? Uh, up in your parts if they wanted to go to the beach. <laughs> depends on the de depends on the bikini, I guess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, so we have we have three really solid months. You know, it, it's just like Minnesota, Wisconsin, that area. You know, we have three yeah. kick butt months. And the, the cool thing about Washington, along with some of those Uber states is um we know how to get down for those three months nice so i'll say that much um i've definitely been to some fun beach parties <laughs> awesome i gotta write that down hang on let me take notes here go <laughs> to the beach got it <laughs> um so you know and we were talking about mount rainier and the yep. national parks out there um any recommend any recommendations on, you know, you said chasing the waterfalls, but any specific heights to do while you're out there that would be uh, Instagram worthy for some people. Oh yeah, the uh, the Wonderland Trail or the Loop. Basically, it pretty much runs along the foothills of Mount Rainier, and it is okay. absolutely gorgeous. You pass over, you know, three waterfalls just doing the first. I think it's two three miles, and all together it can be either. It can be either 6, 10, or 15 miles, depending on the route that you take. But, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people that do packouts for that, too. So, you know, they'll backpack it, full ruck, you know, they'll have a baby, mm -hmm. everything, sleeping sack, and do the whole loop in a three- or four-day weekend, depending. Obviously, it, it might be pretty hard to get uh, to get the passes for those, right? you got you got to bid on those um, for those trails for the backcountry. Um, yeah, for, for the – for the way back country, yeah, but everything else you should be you should be good in. It's uh, pretty much walk through, walk down, campaign, camp out. Uh, okay. And it's usually pretty open. You don't you don't have to do too much. A lot of people are kind of scared off by our wildlife. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a native here. The I, big I'm bears here for a few years. Oh yeah, we got bears. Arr, bears. Yep. Yeah, we got bears, <laughs> and cougars, and mountain lions. I don't know all that stuff, man. All the stuff they can eat. Oh, you. Okay. <laughs> So, right. but yeah, a lot, of people, <laughs> a lot of people are kind of scared off by that, that kind of stuff, but no, the, the wonder, I think it's called the wonderland or wonder trail, wonderland loop. 
Um, okay. That's a really good one. That one's awesome. And the cool thing is one of the areas that you pull into, there's this, we have glacial lakes up here. There's no bass in them. If there is, I haven't found them, but they're just. We got great glacial lakes down here and there's bass in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm not sure if they were there when they, when that glacier was there, but they're there now. <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair enough. I'm sure you guys are a couple, couple thousand feet up too. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it absolutely gorgeous. Um, you can see, you know, 20 feet down clear mountain in the background, awesome. snow caps, pine trees everywhere, no garbage or anything. It's just, it's amazing. Sounds like paradise. Yeah. It's pretty great. And, you know, July, August. <laughs> <laughs> for three months. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's rained here now for two weeks straight, and it doesn't look like it's going to stop. Oh, God. They they were saying this is the fifth day in a row without sunshine right now, so whatever. Um, so is there any other, aside from the national parks, is there any other family-friendly or uh, – places that you would recommend uh people wanting to check out while they're in the in that area of washington uh there's all the cool seattle stuff so right i would definitely try to go see starbucks space needle ferris wheel um the children's museum in seattle and then dad can swing by and do all the breweries yeah there's like there's like 30 of them up there 40 and there's just tons (laughs) That'd be a good Google. How many microbreweries in Seattle? Um, right. But yeah, so the Seattle stuff is great. You go down to Olympia, visit the Capitol. That's really cool too. And once again, there's a huge children's museum on on an inlet of the Puget Sound in Olympia. It's really neat. Um, and I'm sure there's there's way more things. But we, as a family, we're always hiking. Like we're always, we're always finding a new trail to go on and Hey, there's a waterfall at the end of this one. Can we make it? Well, you know, Vincent, my son, he's six now. Yeah, he could probably make it. And then I carry him for half the way, but <laughs> no, man, it's, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff to do here. You never, you never run out of things every single weekend. It, it doesn't really get old. Nice. Well, that, that's good to, that's, you know, and that it seems when you made that move that, uh, that really, um, you know, that solidified in your decision. It, it seems like it's a great place to go. And now I have the answer to your question. There's 174 breweries in Seattle. <laughs> you know what? Once they gave us this feature to use the share screen, I you know it it might be uh it might be you know the worst thing they could have done. We did the last episode podcast and we're pulling up everything on it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's a great feature. So that's cool. And anything else worth mentioning before we move on to our next segment? That's pretty much it. I think, I think I think Washington kind of gets a, a negative stigma, you know, surrounding it about maybe people being a little, I don't know, rude or standoffish or or whatever. But if you Those get damn away, hipsters. Sure. Whatever you want to call it. (laughs) If you get away from Seattle, even just 50 miles, hundred miles, you know, whatever it is, if you get away from Seattle, I mean, you're talking like some down home country folk. They got a Mason jar. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You get around the base of Rainier, man. Oof. 
you know, those families been there for a hot minute. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy too. Cause you, you'll, you'll go around, you'll go around that area and next to a multi-million dollar home, there'll be like three trailers lined up. Nice. Which, which I don't mind at all. I mean, that was my first home was a trailer. So yeah. But, um, cool. Well, it's time to move to our next segment. I hope you're prepared because I told you to prepare for it. We are going to play a little game of true confessions. <laughs> so how the game works, you're going to tell me a story. It can be 100% completely true or it could be 100% BS. My job is to figure out if the story is true or BS and call you on it. And then I'll do the same to you. All right. Me first? You first. You're the guest. Okay. Um, so in high school, I was a bit of a wrestler. I wrestled a fair amount. And my brother, two years older than me, was also really into wrestling. And through high school, between my brother and myself, we won three high school state championships. Now, here's the crazy thing. My brother, to win his first, his first one when he was a junior in high school, beat a kid who I faced two years later, my junior year, who I beat for my high school state wrestling championship. I went on my senior year to get second place. My brother won two high school state wrestling championships. We both went on to wrestle at Northern Illinois University for four and a half years. We had a redshirt freshman year in there. Okay. That's it. That's my story. That's it. That's it. Okay. So I, I knowing that Northern actually does have a wrestling program there, that part is true. But listening to what the story had hold, you your brother was saying he was older than you. Yes, he's two years older so, than me. Right. And the guy who you wrestled, you said your brother had wrestled him, but he was the same age as you? No, no, I didn't no? say that. I didn't say that. Okay. So in order for this story to work. The, there the it is. There's Wait, there it is in order for it to work. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little, it's a little, it's a little truth, a little, a little lie in there. It's a little I kind of figured. <laughs> um, so I, I, I did, I did win a state championship my junior year of high school okay. wrestling uh, when I went to Cole City. And well, I was um, going to, that's my next question. <laughs> you were, so you said you went to Cole City, you were in yep. Illinois, right? Okay, cool. Yep. And my brother who was two years older than me, also won his junior year. And he won his senior year as well and went on to wrestle at Northern Illinois University. Okay. I won my junior year. I got second my senior year. I did not wrestle at Northern Illinois University. I wrestled at Southern Illinois University of Edwardsville. Okay. All so, right. Little, <laughs> little mix, little mix of both there, but, uh, no, it's a it, it's it's interesting because it never that part that was such a big part of my life. Uh, I started wrestling in first grade, 
my brother started wrestling in third grade and we wrestled all the way through college. I didn't do all four years in college. I just did one. Uh, he did all four years. I got a little bit too much into bass fishing <laughs> and, um, yeah, uh, then it just never comes up, but we wrestled for over 20 years. Cool. Like, that's, that's what we did. Yeah. We grew up, grew up in Iowa wrestling. Right. Um, and then we moved over to Illinois when we hit high school, picked up a few state championships and deuces. Nice. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, man? All right. So you're familiar with, uh, with like the Wilmington area. If you're from Cole city. Very. Okay. So, uh, when I was younger, me and my dad, we'd fish under Warner bridge, you know, kind of where that's at. Kankakee river. Yeah. Yep. Warner, Warner bridge. It runs through the state. It runs through the state park. Okay. So we're fishing there and I was probably about eight years old. And what does an eight year old do when the fish aren't biting? He gets distracted. So I started grabbing chunks of limestone and throwing them up to see if I could hit the bridge. Well, my dad goes, boy, you're going to crack yourself in the head if you keep doing that. <laughs> I go, okay, dad. So about five minutes later, I was so excited because I got one of them rocks to touch the bridge. Didn't realize it was coming down and it literally split, split down my head. And I had a fucking gash in my head that pretty much spanned the length from the top of the skull going down to right about here. And go get 20 stitches at, at, uh, at the, the hospital in Kankakee, St. Mary. All because I didn't want to listen to my dad. I thought I knew more than him. True. I got to say that's true. I do that. That's today. absolutely that's true. Yeah, that's sounds that so is, that my is brother, absolutely my true. Threw me into an I beam when we were wrestling. <laughs> um, when we were in high school, split my head open. First, we had to take a bunch of pictures, and Daddy took me to the hospital. Yeah, that is absolutely oh. true. Yes. Yeah, and put it this way, I got, I got, and I got a whooping too because I fishing was, uh, you know, now we, my dad couldn't fish, so fishing was done. We we're going to the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it didn't, it didn't wind up being a good day. <laughs> absolutely so well chase we're going to the end of the show man um do you have some sponsors you want to give a shout out to special people in your life uh wife girlfriend uh girlfriends girlfriends whoever the floor is yours to give the thanks to whoever you'd like to um let me do a quick rundown uh starting out with Anybody who contributed to the GoFundMe that I started to make it to the Kayak Bass Fishing National Championship. Uh, there's a long list of names there. Raised over $1,000 to send me on my dream trip. And that was a huge deal. So thank you to anyone who's watching this that contributed. That means everything to me. Um, that was absolutely amazing. My wife, very, very, very supportive. She... So in my earlier YouTube videos, it was all done on an iPhone and she's literally just holding the camera the entire time. And nice. I'm picky when it comes to which take that I want to use. <laughs> so she would, she would sit there and just watch me do the same thing over and over and over. And I'd stutter a little bit and just be like, no, 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 no we got to do that again. So big kudos <laughs> to her and a lot of time on the water. And I know it's tough. Uh, my son, Vincent, absolutely amazing. My mom, 
Carrie Sexton and her husband, Larry, great, great support. My dad, Jeff O'Dean and his wife, Helen, amazing support. Um, yeah, just my, my really, my nuclear family has been incredibly supportive and I'm really appreciative of all of them. And to run down the sponsor list real quick, if you don't mind, go for it. Cool. Uh, Feel free kayaks. I'm officially on their team. I am a team nice. member. So congrats. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about that. Uh this guy named Roland works over there. He, he really helped me get into that position. I'm really grateful to be with them. 2021 is gonna be a great season. Uh Wicked Weights. Fantastic. Wicked Weights. Yeah, Wicked Weights. Mm-hmm. Jim Sparone, the man. Uh, Enigma fishing, my rods and reels. Uh, you'll see that every rod that I, I use in any of my videos, or at least most of my videos are all Enigma. Um, Shane Platter, great guy works over there. Liquid mayhem. Oh man, that stuff puts fish in the boat when you absolutely need it to. And it may be just a dab of confidence. I don't care. I buy <laughs> it and I put it on, on my soft plastics. So, awesome. uh, X, X zone lures. Uh, Jim over there, the, the owner, he's very supportive, absolutely loves the social media side of it. So I try to make sure I amp up the content vector hooks, uh, JB, fantastic guy, JB Wiggins, very supportive. They're growing really quickly. So vector hooks been look out for them. They're, they're blowing up fast. Uh, destroyer bait company, Jeff Gomez, uh, veteran number one, number two, this guy can read your mind when it comes to bladed jigs, jigs, spinner baits. You know, I, I owe him my uh, personal best smallie. So that was Ooh. on his spinner bait, hundred percent P line. Amazing. Um, I mean, they have great line. They have for years and years and years. I can't speak much to that. I mean, P line is P line. Everybody knows who P line is. Mm-hmm. And then uh little guy, sunshine state custom baits. So they, take hard plastics and they paint them and you know, a lot of places are doing it now, but they actually jumped on board a little bit later in the 2020 season. I was looking for really specific patterns for the Pacific Northwest. Um, so trout basically, you know, can I get a trout glide bait? And okay. I want it to look like this picture. <laughs> so I sent that, I sent that out to the guys and, and they got it for me and got it right back, which is awesome. And, uh, Ooh. Yeah, got to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, all those prayers every night. Please let me get here. You know, <laughs> I'm grateful for this, but just give me one more. Um, so amen to that. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. Thanks thanks for having me on. I mean, this was oh. a great experience. I had so much fun. Good. Thank you for being a guest. And then one thing I'm going to ask you to do, uh, do you want to drop any social media for people to check out for you? Oh, yeah. Well, I think we've plugged YouTube enough. <laughs> uh, but the, the other one, the other big one is my Instagram, uh, which is okay. just Chase Odin Fishing. And you'll see a nice mix there of, you know, selfies, big bass, family, some cooking stuff on there, uh, obviously sponsor plugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I just I just got over a thousand followers in 2020. We just hit the benchmark on YouTube for 260 subs, uh, nice. which is awesome. So those all just, you know, I, I got those within the last year and a half, two years. There's two accounts. Mm-hmm. 
So it's growing and uh, I can't wait to produce more great content. We're going to get a, uh, a new mount for the GoPro that's going to be behind the shoulder. Nice. Yeah. So that was, that was one, that was one feedback that I got from a lot of guys uh, on the YouTube video that I just published was, Hey man, you, it was amazing, but you got to do a different camera angle. So that yep. is coming. I promise. And I can't, can't wait to see what we produce from that. So there you go. This is what you're going to want right here. This is the Yak attack. This is the, uh, the panfish portrait. And this is the longer one, as you can see, and then you're able to, you're able to adjust it down like a boom. So now it, it comes all the way out so it could sit behind your shoulder while you're on the kayak. That's so, perfect. Yes, that is what I need. That is check them out. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. I, I just can't wait to, to make more, produce more. Um, for the 2021 season coming up, I'm going to focus more on local events that are live and in person. The Good. Yep. Yeah. The Yak Bassin Trail, they have tournaments yep. here. Shout out uh, to Preston Harris. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, Yak Bassin, um, BASS has tournaments yep. in my neck of the woods for, a, for a kayak bass fishing this year. And then okay. kayak, for 2021. Yes. For 2021, BASS has official mm -hmm. events in Washington. I have to look because I, the last I saw Dwayne uh, Wally from Tourney X said they were still, uh, the schedule was still up in the air. So I'll have to check that out. I will take a screenshot and send it to you right after this. Perfect. Um, and then kayak fishing Northwest and Washington kayak bass fishing. Um, two awesome leagues that are run. They have local tournaments that are live events they can go to. So I'm basically going to take my fishing fund. I'm going to put it towards that. I can't make, nice. I can't make any promises about going to the national championship in 2021. I did qualify. Um, my name's in there, <laughs> but if I can get a little bit more expo exposure locally, uh, I think that's going to work out best for kind of my situation of travel and also my sponsors, because, you know, a lot of those guys feel free, for example, is, on the East coast, you know, they don't, they don't have any big distributors out here. They don't have a lot of, you know, marketing sponsors, stuff like that. So yeah. if I can get a little more exposure for those guys over here on the West coast, especially the Pacific Northwest, that's what I'm going to do. Cool. Yeah. You're doing it right, man. Keep well, keep up the good work. Keep chasing that dream. You, you know what? You saw how little it, you saw how little it took just to go from nothing and you just keep growing, you know, fast. stay, so stay focused, stay focused and stay humble too. You know all about that. Yes, I do. So, yes, I do. well, Chase, it's been a pleasure. Thank you again for coming on to the show. Um, and then we're going to close out here, guys. Um, I just want to give a shout out to, uh, you know, for everyone for off the water and four star fishing shout out to Rocktown adventure. Wicked weights. TRC Rod Covers. Shout out to Old Town. And then for Paddle and Finn, uh, Jig Master Jigs, man. You guys are awesome supports for the show. Um, and, you know, most of all, thank you guys to the listeners. Thank you to guys like yourself, Chase, for, you know, following the podcast and believing in us. So, with that said, we'll see you next time. Off the water. Peace. <laughs>